Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to the Efficiency Bee Podcast, where we focus our time, money, and energy on all the right things to enjoy our bold, balanced, and blessed lives. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. I'm on a mission to redefine feminism, and dare I say, end it. You've heard of a busy bee, a honey bee, a queen bee? This is Efficiency Bee. Hey, 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 everyone. How's it going today? I'm your host, Melissa Leone, and this is the Efficiency Bee Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, someone who helped my family a couple years ago, and I learned a lot from her over the last couple years. She is the owner of a nutrition company, and she has two different um, elements that I'm really excited to have hear her talk about. One is nutrition for families, which is the area that I've used in the past, and then uh, wellness for corporate initiatives. Um, she owns Danielle Bins Nutrition. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Melissa. How's it going? Thanks for being here today. I'm so appreciative. Yeah, of course. So why don't we start with a little bit about your story, about your business, um, about you? Oh, goodness. Um, so yeah, we're going to start. Um, yeah, so it's interesting because I... Um, I haven't always been a nutritionist with my own business. I actually, it's interesting how our stories mm-hmm. and our life experiences kind of propel us in certain directions. And I was, um, I had actually was working in corporate marketing for about 15 years for companies like Research in Motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anyone remembers that, um, you know, uh, Bell, uh, you know, Microsoft and other high tech uh, companies as well as ad agencies. And I just remember busting my butt and, um, and really struggling to find that balance. And I thought, oh my gosh, one day I really need to, and I, I was, I was a fan of nutrition at that time too. But, you know, my husband said, um, you know, you're able to figure this all out. You should write a blog. Um, you should start a blog. So I started a blog. <laughs> this is probably like 15 years. Yeah, this was about 15 years ago. And it's called me, myself and food. And I really enjoyed it. It's kind of my, like my outlet, but then yeah. um, I had a, I had my first daughter and, um, you know, we all expect, our daughters to be like, our kids to be you know, little bundles of joy and like that first year of motherhood to be just so blissful and coos and cuddles. And it was definitely not for us. We had, um, um, we had a child who was, you know, extremely underweight, failure to thrive, um, didn't eat, so deemed an extreme picky eater and being a big foodie, I'm Italian, so enough said. And I really enjoyed food and I loved the idea of traveling with my kids and, you know, getting adventurous with the types of cuisines that we would try. But I was like, this is not happening with this child because she doesn't want to eat a blueberry. Right. Right. So anyways, um, experience that kind of skip ahead. I ended up, um, I was actually studying nutrition at the time, um, part-time while I was working at Microsoft and, and, uh, yeah. And I started to do some training as well as in picky eating and oh my goodness. And Melissa, it was such an eye opener in terms of how, what I, how I thought children ate was such, um, was completely wrong. And, and so I started to apply a program or apply some strategies with my daughter and she started to transform. And so I thought, you know, if I can do this with this little girl who was, you know, on the extreme end of picky eating, I can do this for anybody. So I started writing about that and people started messaging me and thus became, you know, my business was then born. And my, after I had my second daughter, I, I left Microsoft and, I've been doing this ever since. It's so cool. I love stories like that. It's just, 
you don't know where the where the path is going to take you. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun when your passion crosses over with what you get to do for a living, right? And I hope everybody gets that at some point. And and it doesn't start that way, right? Like you you had a job, you thought it was fine, and then look at where what it took you. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. So I originally found you on a Facebook ad. I'm I'm great for Facebook Pixel because it knows exactly who I am. And you were advertising your um, placemat. Yeah. And that's really what kind of, so I have an extreme picky eater. She's actually been diagnosed with food aversion um, from her feeding therapy center. And we're still struggling with it, but she's better than she's ever been. Um, You helped us quite a bit with some of my mentality on it. Right. And and I think that's a lot of where the shift was for me. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's, I was just doing some coaching. I do like kind of weekly group coaching in one of my programs. And, you know, I said to the parents, I said, you know what, the biggest change and where people, where parents really see the momentum pick up when it comes to seeing our children become more adventurous with food is really in our own, in ourselves. It's, it's shifting our own mentality and our own mindset and expectations around what our kids should be doing at the table. And once mm-hmm. we can shift that, everything else starts to fall into place. Yeah. But we are that first kind of domino, so to speak. Well, and we're all taught something different about food. It's so interesting because it seems every adult I know has some type of relationship with food, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Um, and, you know, my husband is very much like, you eat what's on your plate. This is what's for dinner. And that just didn't work for our oldest. She needed time to process. She needed to be part of the conversation about what's for dinner. Um, and my my younger two kids would eat anything, anything. Especially if teach them like, hey, just try it. And then you don't have to eat it if you don't want to. They'll try anything. My oldest is not that way. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep us on our toes, right? It's it's very rarely a word. There's all three children or all two children, or, you know, both children are selective eaters. It's usually just one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was a really picky eater probably until I was 30, to be honest, maybe even older. Um, I figured out how to navigate the things that I liked or didn't like. And, um, but it was really like social pressure of adulthood and, and going to eat at restaurants with coworkers and things that made me try things. And now I'm like, wow, I missed a whole lot of stuff. And I just don't want that for my kids to, to miss all that. Um, for sure. Well, the research shows, right. Um, that, and you might've learned, I think you did the pick eater. Did you do the pick eater protocol? I yes, remember. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So one of the first things I, you know, I share is that I, I, so my, you know, I'm here to tell parents when things are normal, but also when things are abnormal, but I, I want to make sure that they're not, we have so many things to stress about in our lives, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to remove any sources of stress that are, um, that are not worth worrying over. And so, you know, only it's, it's only one in four children who continue to be picky into their adult years. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's good news. Like three out of four children actually grow out of it. Um, now when they grow out of it, it might be their thirties. It might be, um, mm-hmm you know, earlier, but the, the biggest predictor of that is the environmental, um, dynamics, right. And, and parental interference and, and so on. So things that are actually what that is, things that are within our control, which is positive. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So are you still doing your placemats? I am. 
Yeah, I actually, so I think probably the one you had was called the Superpower Foods Placemat. I don't know what I was thinking when I named that, to be honest. It was such a mouthful. (laughs) And most people just call it the Super Placemat or the Super Foods Mat. But um, it was one of those ideas where, like, food, it went a key. um, We need kids to see food as something that's fun and playful. And food has superpowers, right? So that was kind of the, uh, you know, especially thinking about it from a sensory perspective, because food is and eating is the most sensory activity we do as humans. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to play up on that. And so I, I did it as a test first with about 100 clients. And they loved it. And so I, you know, then made it available to everybody. And it's been around the world has been sold to the point that it's been copied numerous times. I've had a couple legal <laughs> conversations with people because it's just such a, it, it is a novel idea that is really working well. And it's probably the most inexpensive way to address your child's eating. And so I've, I am, what I did in the past year was um, revamp it because I am always looking for feedback from people. I, re- I recognize that there's room for improvement in everything we do. So you know, the biggest piece of uh, feedback that I was getting was people wanted a reusable version. Mm-hmm. And I, I was hesitant because I'm a bit of, you know, an environmental nerd and I didn't want to put more stuff into the world, more plastic, any of that. Um, but I realized people are printing off these placemats anyways and laminating them. So why not make it easier? So I've, um, so yes, I created a reusable two-sided, uh, bigger, larger placemat that is now called the Curious Cookie. Mm. And um, yeah, so it's it's been doing very well. It's uh, we're just in the infancy. It's only been in market for about a couple months, but um, so far the feedback has been phenomenal. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to try that. My kids love it. We um, we rotate a couple different things at dinner time, and the placemat's one of them. Um, and then I think you gave me some topic cards, like conversation starter cards. I think at one point, my kids love that stuff. We we play games at dinner which is so opposite of what I was taught as a kid. My husband was taught as a kid is like dinner time is a serious time, but it lightens the mood so much for my daughter to have cards that are kind of pick one or the placemat where it's fun for them. And she no longer comes to the dinner table panicked. She comes relaxed. She may or may not eat, but at least she's coming to the table relaxed now. Yeah, and that, that's a big that was the big driver for uh, for doing the placemats because parents, no matter how I positioned it, they were having a hard time grasping the idea of re- like releasing the control, and because that's what fuels the power struggle, right? We need to give our kids control in the in the right ways, and so the mat it it gives the child then takes control of their food experience, and it, they're not seeing it as something they have to eat because they're actually not allowed to eat it until they use their other senses, right? They're not allowed to try it until they, they, um, you know, explore it like a scientist. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So the the new version is more of like a game board format. So it actually mm. is clearer in terms of the next step to take. And one of the things parents love about it the most is there's a lycometer. So they color in kind of this thermometer in terms of like, I, you know, I like it today or I might like it tomorrow. So it's all about removing any negative language around, you know, foods they dislike. So even if they don't like the way a carrot looks there, there's nothing that says yuck, right? It's, right. it's about, I might like it tomorrow. And so it really is about not just changing the parent's mindset, but also changing the child mindset around food to realize that it's not a never situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, it, food is such a huge part. And, and I think 
doesn't get enough time in the in the parenting handbooks <laughs> of how to handle it. Everybody just deals with it a little bit differently. And then when you throw in food allergies, and I, one of my nephews has some extreme food allergies. And so that puts a whole nother level of stress on my sister right. to, to figure that all out. And the, I feel like there's just often a lot of stress around food and um, that doesn't need to be. So definitely right this it's you know our generation of parenting it's we are so hypersensitive to anything that's going wrong and and so especially you know comparing our children to other kids and and there's always you know our kids can't be perfect in every aspect and so if, if <clears throat> in some cases picky eating isn't even an issue it's just a developmental phase they're going through mm-hmm. but respond to it as though it's a, a big problem <clears throat> And, um, and be, we're, we're overly accommodating with our kids, for instance, yeah. and then that then perpetuates an issue that never really was there to begin with. I wonder sometimes if some of that's where my daughter gets that because she was our oldest, our first, we didn't know any better. Um, and I wonder if we, we overcompensated a little bit there because my other two kids were just kind of, mm. this is it, deal with it. And, and they outgrew it at the appropriate right. age, right? Um, so it's interesting. Well, okay. So let's talk about your, your corporate initiatives. That's new information to me. So I'm really excited to hear about that. You know, it's, it, it, again, it's, it's just interesting where, you know, where life takes you. So what happened was I do, I do some live trainings. You, I'm sure you've seen one of my free trainings for parents, <clears throat> um, which probably led you into the picky eater protocol program. But um, so there was a, a parent who was watching and her, her husband happened to be listening and, um, and he works for a, a multinational, a fairly large company. And, uh, she said, you know, you should really reach out to her and see if she, she does any, you know, wellness stuff. She's a, she goes a speaker and, and, you know, the nutrition element. So they reached out and that was kind of one of my first, um, kind of, that was the fray into, into this corporate wellness. And then the word just started spreading because, you know, the people at the company were telling friends and, and so it's, it's, it's just been, you know, think about um, balancing work and life and taking care of yourself, especially as parents. Uh, it's it's really tough. It's it's kind of taken a backseat. And so I, I give credit to so many companies that are putting their employees first right now in their employee wellness and recognizing it does directly impact the bottom line. Uh, and so we've, you know, we've been doing is developing uh customized programs for companies that focus on the content, which is delivering with healthy hacks and healthy strategies and tips to people that they can easily implement. And I, I, we use, um, I developed, it's called the five pillars of wellness, otherwise known as the five S's. So I'm all about simplification in anything I do. So the five S's are snacks. So what we eat, how we eat to fuel our day sips is what we drink and it's just as important as what we eat to optimize our focus and, and wellness um, stress big pillar right with mental health and so on so what to eat what to do uh, to manage our stress especially when we can't remove it and sleep right most of us are fatigued not getting more than six seven hours of sleep so that's a pillar and then uh, the last one is sweat which is basically movement incorporating movement into your work day in a way that's easy and so we do workshops within those um, those pillars. But the key is what's different about the way I work is is the workshops are not just me 
you know, shouting out a bunch of strategies at people. It's very engaging. It's almost like we're all in the same room. It's very interactive. There's kind of like pop quizzes and people just love participating in these because not only did they learn something, they're laughing, they're connecting with their peers in, in a way they haven't. And the feedback I get is, you know, this is the best meeting I've had all month. And so, um, so yeah, so we, we do that on a consistent basis. And then we incorporate challenges as well for, for companies to help them then implement the content that they learn and have some accountability in that. That's awesome. I, I don't work for them anymore, but I, I used to work for a company who's based in Toronto where you are and I mm-hmm. to send your information over to them. This sounds like something they would be all over. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll do that after the show for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know what, it's really fulfilling. I I love having the two angles because people are struggling. Like I, I, I just, you know, I have a lot of friends in in the corporate world and it's, it's, um, you would think that working from home, especially like right now, most people are, are, it seems like it's, it's a perk, but that means there's no start and stop, like start and end to the day, just kind of all melts together. Mm -hmm. And, and, people are noted, like, you know, they're gaining the COVID-20 or COVID-10 or whatever you want to call that. There's um, the stress, like people, what we're hearing is that uh, people are experiencing the most stress that they, they, they're the most stressed they've ever been in their entire career. And this is even taking into consideration 9-11 and other very stressful points in, in our lives. Mm-hmm. This is, this is really a pinnacle moment for people and it's affecting them in so many ways that they just can't function properly. And so companies really do need to take care of their employees if they want to take care of, you know, the, the, the company itself and the bottom line. I completely agree. I mean, I've been working from home for a long time, for nine years, and this was different. This is mm. is completely different than what I experienced for the eight prior years of working from home. One, because my kids were here. <laughs> rather right. than yeah. school. Um, But two, like, just everybody else is figuring it out where before I was, you know, on the phone talking to somebody, not on a video talking to somebody and they were in their work day. And so it, it definitely impacts. And I've been really good about my nutrition and my workouts since COVID started, but mm-hmm. I still gained the COVID 20 and mm. I know it's stress. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that it is. And I crave sugar like crazy. Yeah. And um, I'm about to go through like a five day reset here where I go completely plant based for try to get this sugar craving out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 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 one of those things where the more we have it, the more we want it type thing. And yeah. and you're not you are not alone, Melissa. It's uh it's a it's a challenge for for so many right now. And um and it's also it's just knowing it feels very daunting to like take up a plan and start something new when they when life is so upside down and you're not knowing what's going to happen next week. Yeah. So, um, so people are taking comfort in in food and alcohol, you know, sugar and so yeah. on. I yeah. got really lucky somehow. I decided to do dry January in January of 2020, and then I just never went back to alcohol. And I wonder what my situation would be if I hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah, definitely sure. a crutch of mine for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah at the end sure. of stressful days. But even now, like knowing that I need to do the reset, I'm almost talking myself out of it every day because, oh, tomorrow I need to be able to eat this and this and this. And it's like, there's never a good time. You just have to figure it out and do something good for your body. Um, but my goal is to do five days, no caffeine, no dairy, no meat, just to let myself 
Yeah, good for you. So, you know, the, my, my piece of advice there would be just take every hour at a time, right? So don't yes. think about five days, just like for the next hour, I can handle it. I can, yeah. I can get, you know, and break it down into bite-sized pieces and it'll feel so much more achievable. That's you can really do it. Hard because five days is very daunting. I'm like, one day is scary, but um, yeah. So I, it's like, that's the goal. But if I don't get there, it's okay. And I can do it again later and try like, so I gotta, I gotta bring yeah, the- it the most important thing, and I'll teach this, I teach this in my workshops, is like we all fall, right? But the important piece is getting back up. So just because you, you know, you cave and have, I don't know, a, a slice of cake, right? Doesn't mean you have to go eat the whole cake, yeah. right? And so um, it's, uh, it's, we beat ourselves up when we make mistakes, but we're human and making those mistakes is important because it makes us more resilient. So you can, you know, okay, I did that. I recognize it. Now I, I get back on the wagon again. Right. And that's life because the reality is you're not going to live like the way the next five days is not going to be representative of how you live for the next five years. So yeah. being able to, to, um, to navigate those, those ups and downs and those mistakes, we all do them. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. We have a couple minutes left. I would love to know, do yeah. this is something I ask all my guests. Do you have a morning routine? And if you do, what is the most important part of it? movement 100%. It's um mornings are a little bit are a little bit hectic with three kids and you know 8 6 and 3 especially with my 3-year-old. So it's uh it's oh, kind of you had another kid. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. And she runs the household. We call her boss baby. She's uh she will survive anything in this world. She she knows what she wants and she's uh yeah. <laughs> she's she's a lovely child though. I'm uh, I never felt complete after two, so I definitely feel complete now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, um morning routine. Yeah, I for me it's like so I always take my daughter to school. I love the walk to school, right? Like the 10 minutes there and back. That's lovely, especially on a day like today when it's super sunny. Um, and then I immediately come back and I either work out. I never thought I could work out at home, but I'm actually really enjoying it. I have a very, you know, like a, even in a, such a small space um, in our basement or I go for a run like I did this morning. But that is just sets the tone for the day. And my husband will notice if he comes home and he's like, okay, you didn't work out today. I can tell <laughs> Bye. It just, it's, that is my, men, that is my mental health, um, that drives it. And, uh, that and, and drinking water in the morning, because most of us, the symptoms we experience are nothing more than just dehydration, especially like the lack of focus, lack of energy and so on. So just getting in like that leader before noon is another key element, but I keep it simple with my morning routines. I love that. I I'm the same way. I'm out the door at 5:45 and go to the gym. The gym's just reopened here. A couple months ago. Oh wow! Oh my god, 5:45. You are yes. I'm working out at 8:30. So <laughs> four five. I'm usually up like 4:50 or so. Oh my um, goodness! I have like a little bit of time by myself, but I'm also in bed by nine o'clock at the latest. Like oh wow, okay, earlier than that. Um, Good for you. Yeah, my my schedule is about three hours later than yours. <laughs> Yeah, we're on the West Coast, so we're kind of the same. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's we're too on the funny. Same schedule, just three hours apart. Um, and then, well, actually, before we go, I just read recently about putting lemon in your water first thing in the morning. Is that something that you recommend? Yes and no. It's you know it's great for a vitamin C boost. Um, there is you know some research around like the. Um, it just be careful with, with your the enamel of your teeth, right? So if you're going to drink lemon water, then like if you're brushing your teeth, make sure you rinse your mouth with water, just plain water first. But yes, lemon, adding lemon is, um, is great. Again, with 
getting that, that nutrition boost. Uh, just, yeah, just more of a, yeah, teeth, teeth, uh, concern would be the, the only Drink thing I would mention. Water and then rinse your mouth good afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. Yeah. I'm going to try to do this no coffee thing. So I was going to go hot water with lemon and just use that as my coffee. Yeah, for sure. You know, one other thing you can try is something called dandy blend. Okay. So it's a, uh, it's dandelion based and I I've, have clients who are coffee drinkers who don't notice much of a difference. So it's, um, and then you're getting some nutrition out of that too. Lovely. I love yeah. Tips. All right, Danielle, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, sure. So on the family nutrition side, go to daniellebins.com and you'll see, um, you'll see my blog and, and everything there for you. Now, curious cookie kids, Dot com is where you'll find the new placemat and the new conversation cards and other mealtime tools that are coming out all within the Curious Cookie collection. There's a club starting as well for kids, which is going to be amazing. So if you're looking to raise an adventurous eater, definitely check out Curious Cookie Kids. And then the um, on the corporate wellness side, daniellebins.com slash employee wellness. I um I'm still in the process of building a, a full-blown website there, but right now that's where you can find the information there. And oh, I'm on uh, Instagram as Danielle Bins Nutrition and, um, and on Facebook as well. Fantastic. Well, I will make sure to put all those links in the show notes and I'm going to connect you with my, my people in Toronto because it's just, I love it. It's so good. Oh yeah. I would love that for sure. All right. Uh, well, well I'm talking to you again. Thank you so much for being on and, um, tolerating my technical issues earlier (laughs) (laughs) all good well thank you melissa it's been great to reconnect with you i saw your name and i was like i know that melissa leon (laughs) i remember her so yeah no it's it's lovely to to um to speak with you again cool well i'll hopefully talk to you again soon okay talk to you Bye bye well guys that wraps it up thank you so much for listening keep spreading that eb love and remember to find me on facebook at efficiency b Until we meet again, be bold, be balanced, and stay blessed. See ya!